Hope you guys are liking the casual nature of the show. It's kind of my preference, at least at this point. It seems to be what I'm having the most fun with. So if you want some sort of super hyper professional from a studio or uh, some person who is siphoning off bits and pieces of a longer form show and then just adding it on here, this is probably not the show for you. Not to say that it won't be the show for you in the future, but if you just want somebody who's real chill, who's literally going about their daily lives and bringing, bringing this phone up to his ear so that I can just kind of converse with you guys as I'm just kind of going uh, back and forth to work in and out my car. Well, you've got yourself the right anime dude, the right otaku. Um, so yeah. I, was, I almost paused because I was thinking about that word, otaku, and I remember every so many years, a slang term will come out to either try and negatively describe non, or I don't even know if it's non, but just negatively to describe anime fans. So. I mean, the terms have been a bunch of different things like Weeboo and um, what do they call them? Fried egg, or maybe it's just an egg, where basically it was just like fronting and imitating and pretending you're something that you're not. Because I think that the word otaku may have had a few negative connotations from. Um, it may have had a few negative connotations in Japan, but I'm not really 100% sure. On the United States, we barely know what it is, so we came up with our own words. And I don't know if otaku is just another word for, for nerd or geek. But I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll, we, will, we shall see, you know what I mean? So, at the same time, I just wanted to... Uh, I don't know, talk to you guys up front and just say, hey, I hope you're having a good time with me uh, with my unorthodox style show. I don't, it's not often that somebody, some random dude gets his own show and just feels like it's flowing really well and really nice. The more I'm doing and the more I'm expanding, I just got over the high of doing something new. And I think that that's one of the problems that a lot of people have when it comes to uh, long-term creation because in the beginning when you're doing it and it's brand new everything is just roses and you're excited and you are basically getting a high from all the positivity of novelty then once the newness wears off there's two more phases the second is okay Sticking to my guns. This is what I do. This is what I said I was gonna do. I'm gonna put in that work. And that goes through for a while. That's usually the longest section. But then after that, the third section, oh my God, when is this gonna be over? Uh, and that's usually when you're working on like a single project that has a beginning, middle, and end. I think that talking on the podcast here and talking about new stuff it's a little bit different because 
there's no finality to it. It's not like I'm going to be like, and I've hit 60 shows. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next season. Can do that. That's what Malcolm Gladwell does. He does a season of this podcast. And then he stops. But I'm not Malcolm Gladwell. I don't have the luxury. I don't have the ability to just post something and have a bunch of people just jump on and listen to it because no one knows who I am. No one cares. So I have to try and uh, be entertaining and try and be personal and all this stuff, which is new-ish for me because I'm a, I'm an INTP. INTPs are really weird, really private, yet really open. So it's almost like I'm open about So I guess what I'm saying is that I'm in this weird place today. I'm feeling I'm feeling odd. I'm feeling strange. I'm feeling like a little bit outside of myself. And I think it's because I'm off my routine. Now, as somebody who hates to plan for things, uh, for those of you who don't know about my uh, MBTI type, I'm a P-type. And P-types are notoriously not planners. That's just kind of how it is. P-types are spurred of the moment, spontaneous, flexible, will change plans at a, heart, at a second, want to start everything over from scratch. J-types are the planners, the careful, precise uh, individuals wanting to set out a goal, start from the beginning, and they feel satisfaction when that goal is completed. That is the J-type. I'm not that type. So, surprisingly, despite I don't like planning, I do like routines because what it allows me to do, it allows me to like off, what do you call that, uh, off, off board things that you don't want to think about. What routines do is it gets you to take the things that you don't want to waste brain power on and just put them into some sort of automatic preset so that you're not thinking about them. That way you can focus on other things which require a little bit more of your attention. So I really like to, to have my routines down so it's like, okay, I know I can do X, Y, Z because I already did the things that I do every single day. So in the morning times, I like to work out. It's, it makes me feel good. That's really why I do it the most because yeah, you get the aesthetic benefits and you look really cool and uh, your ego goes up. So I guess that's part of the reason too because there's nothing wrong with feeding your self-esteem. But after a workout and then after uh, a shower, you feel amazing. And the second thing that I do, speaking of showers, I take a cold shower every, every day. I can't even like use hot water anymore simply for the fact that <clears throat> my body is so used to the colder, colder temperatures of showers that the hot water actually hurts. And it's crazy because the cold showers were something that I had heard people talk about for a while, and I really tried to get into it last year, but I was unsuccessful. I went about three months. It's because I'm a naturally cold person. 
all these like uh, offices that I work in. If you're like a thin, naturally thin person, high metabolism like me, uh, or probably if you're female, you get colder easier. And uh, I've always been one that gets cold pretty easy. And these offices are killer. So I always am wearing a sweater. Even though it's the middle of the summer, I have a jacket on my chair right now. So when I get in, if I have to go to a meeting, if I have to go in a meeting room, I wear a jacket. The cold showers are very hard, but they're so good for you. It like helps your immune system. It supposedly helps you burn fat faster. It does, has a whole bunch of other uh, things that we don't realize, which are crazy beneficial to the body. The other thing that I'm really supposed to get in on is the um, the sauna, but I haven't done that. But anyways, like, so I have a routine, right? And it's not everything is routine, but certain things, which I don't want to think about, I just keep a routine. Work out four times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, cold shower every day, make sure that I'm doing some sort of artistic endeavor every day, and the rest is up to the universe and I just kind of go with it but the past since Tuesday I haven't really worked out this week and it feel like it's throwing me off I didn't work out on Monday I did my legs on Tuesday I did nothing on Wednesday I did nothing yesterday and then this morning I wake up and because I have an appointment at 12 it's like well I can't work out right now because I'm gonna be late and I won't be able to make my appointment comfortably, so I'm just going to go. I'm, I have to go with the universe. So now I feel off. I feel just kind of weird. And at the same time, I feel puzzled by everything. So it's an everyday struggle for myself. Just like for all of us, we all are struggling every day to just kind of get where we're needing to be and to live how we we feel like we would like to most comfortably live. It's tough, but, you know, I just try to be aware that it's not going to be easy, that it is going to be a constant struggle, and then I try not to be too hard on myself when things are difficult or when things don't go exactly according to plan. Because despite this being kind of an off week when it comes to my routine of working out, I still took my cold showers, not like I was eating too crazy, Um, I did something artistic every single day, it's just the feeling in my body is not matching my work ethic, so it's easier for me to get a little bit down when stuff like that happens, which I guess is just common. So, I also feel like I haven't been consuming enough raw material as I'm supposed to, like... If you're a creative type, you can't just create in a vacuum. You need context. You need to listen to music if you're a musician. You need to watch movies if you want to write films. You need to read books if you want to be a writer. You have to consume and reproduce. Consume and reproduce. Because that's the, the, the energy, the vibe, the thing that you need. That's that other kind of component that no one can really describe where they're like, well, he's got something else that's where that something else comes from it's the thrill of kind of associating with the greats i haven't seen a movie in a long time a long time all my superhero movies and the nerd movies that are coming out i haven't seen them ultimate spider-man i'm seeing this week or spider-man i'm seeing this weekend and if you 
caught that, you can see why. Ultimate Spider-Man is a very important book for myself, and it's a very personal book for myself because when that book came out, I was 16 or 15. No, I was 16 because I was driving by myself. The character of Ultimate Spider-Man was 15, and he was going through the same nonsense I was going through, except he was Spider-Man. That was so relatable to me, the problems with high school and the problems with girls and, you know, trying to make money and trying to fit in and not really fitting in. So I see this uh, Spider-Man movie now, Spider-Man Homecoming, it really feels like uh, that version of Spider-Man whom is I am uh, 100% connected with in a lot of ways. So. I can't wait to see that movie, but I haven't even seen anything else. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Baby Driver. I haven't seen anything since Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's kind of nuts, and it's driving me a little bit crazy because I feel like I can't just stop for a second and get a handle on things I want to do, and I feel like this is a bad look. I didn't get to go to any shows this week. I didn't do anything. It was just work, 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 work. And me trying to put in energy to come out with something cool. But I was thinking about that this morning. It's like that's part of the routine too. Like you haven't been consuming new media. You haven't been on your workouts. So you can't really appreciate the world around you or be calm as much as you should be. That's really what's throwing me off. So, you know, I'm human. I, I try my best and I try and kind of be consistent and be chill, but I also try and recognize what's actually occurring in my life and in the world and everything. And I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that by being open with myself on a consistent basis, I'll really be able to fully understand who I am why I am and why that that's a good thing versus um, whatever you call it, a nonsense thing. I'm sure everything is cool. I just, I just want to make sure that it's documented that it's cool because, you know, I'm, I'm going to need a reminder myself, but maybe someone else needs a reminder. Some one person who stumbles upon this just randomly needs a reminder that it's okay being you and it's okay when things fuck up and it's okay when you get off. Just don't let it kill your motivation because you're gonna breathe. That was Two Chains off of his new album, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. I'm Zid Raw, Z I D R A Double V. If you guys are listening live, that was the sound you just heard. Everybody else who's listening on the podcast, you may want to check out the live version. I don't want you to sleep on it. If you need it, get that Anchor app. What it does is it allows you to have a little bit more of a fluid mix with uh, what I'm talking about. It's not just me discussing things. It's incorporations of the music. It's incorporation of the sounds. I get to shout out some rappers and artists that I really like. And you get to hear some unique things uh, from my perspective. So if you want the full experience, I would definitely peep Anchor. Just download the app and then you can just follow me on there. And then you can get all the music and it 
addition to all the music, you get uh, me giving my, my, my discussions, my perspectives, my points of view. So, I wanted to play a 2 Chains song simply because I really wanted to talk about this dude. He's one of those guys who I feel is probably the most underrated MC in hip-hop simply for the fact that as a package and what he chooses to talk about, it's your typical dope boy shit. It's money, drugs, girls. Money, drugs, girls, success, clothes, fame, wealth, status, and hustle. Hustle is what everybody not just understands, but respects. And a lot of people don't respect just like typical like game-ish rap where they're just talking about the same type of stuff. So when you have someone like 2 Chains and he dresses how he does and he talks how he does and he's from the South, when he does spit some good bars, no one really gives him his credit. And that's always fascinated that's always fascinated me. I had even written an article about it. I had done a couple of editorials for um, this online kind of hip-hop magazine. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I'll put like uh, the link to it on my Twitter at the Zid Raw. And I know I already linked it on Twitter, but I'll do it again. But follow me on the Zid Raw so you can see it, where I wrote this long editorial about the brilliance of Two Chains, how he knows how to do simplicity in a way that's almost intelligently designed, and people don't realize it because it's simple. You don't call someone smart just because they're doing something complex. The iPhone functionality, it's not complex, but we recognize what's under the surface is complicated. But when you're just touching the screen and moving shit around, it's the most simple shit ever. But we don't understand that that's basically what he's doing. I am comparing 2 Chains to an iPhone right now. So I've been following his interviews and his most recent ones like with Breakfast Club and Hot 97 and a couple of others. Oh, Everyday Struggle. This is one of my favorite like people to listen to when he just he puts you on to a lot of the business side of things that I feel people don't really acknowledge or they don't really talk about as much as they should. He, he lets people know what he did. So when you kind of like listen to what he did, you can kind of understand, okay, I have the ability to kind of emulate what he did. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You're not supposed to just make this shit up out the ether. You're not supposed to be like, oh man, well, Jay-Z sold CDs out of his car for five years and he just handed them out. He did that, so I guess I better do something different. I'll just take my CDs to trees and people will walk by and get, no, you emulate what the great people did so that you can achieve the same type of success that they had. Now, what's brilliant about him is he goes in to discuss how he would get a lot of stuff early because he made sure to, ha- to have good credit. He would trade, he would give people money up front and say, I'm going to put this on my credit card. They're like, man, that's stupid. Just pay in cash. He's like, fine, here's my half. I'll pay the whole thing on my credit card. And then he would go and pay his credit card off right away. And he was just accumulating and building his credit. Little things like that, where he was thinking about more than just being flashy in the moment. He was like, there's got to be more to this. 
So I got a lot of respect for him for uh, being able to do stuff like that and a lot of respect for his ability to express it. But I was listening to the album and I want to get into it a little bit here. So let me say a couple of things about his Yo, so let's get mobile just because I can. I'm telling you guys, I love this platform. If you guys are just listening to me on the uh, podcast app, definitely download Anchor so that you can hear the interludes. Like I did some fun stuff for the Charles Hamilton segment yesterday. I played a lot of his music and I played some of it in the actual app originally just because I wanted you guys to hear the one from the mixtape. They don't have mixtapes in the Anchor app, but maybe in the future they might, but who knows. Anyway, so Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is a good album, like really good. It's probably the highest grade of that type of sound that exists simply for the fact that the way that the songs are layered, the way that the lyrics are structured, the way that things are kind of like put together is of a very high grade. And I think that he's very underappreciated for has that, that type of ability and that type of skill, simply for the fact of how his demeanor is, how he comes across. He was on some, some show, and I think he was talking to Nancy Grace about the uh, marijuana laws. And he basically, in a humorous way, kind of talks some circles around her because what people can't comprehend is they can't hold two opinions in their mind about somebody at the same time. But wait a minute, this guy is an athlete. How can he be a good student? Oh, wait a minute, this guy's a military man. How can, how can he be artistic? Like, there's no... We, we archetype people because it's easier for us but by doing so, we end up with a lot of false falsehoods and false narratives about individuals. That's why I've always been big about 2 chains, about him being a very intelligent dude, is because you can tell, you can tell from that first cipher that he did on the BET Awards. It was like him and Luda and a couple other people. Busta Rhymes was on that one. He went in there. He went in there and he threw down like a really hot like 16 or 24 or something like that but the lyrics were good and then you listen to him on like Kanye stuff and he's going off spitting crazy bars talking about horsepower horsepower so much polo on I've got horsepower that is the most obscure and original way to say that you wear a lot of polo I've ever heard so they hear that and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, he's okay. Because then they hear, they hear a birthday song and the opening line, she got a big booty, so I call her big booty and people say that's stupid. I'm telling you, that's the smartest line he may have ever said. He didn't even, he didn't even try and mask the fact that, oh, I'm going to say this in like an inter- indirect, obscure way. He went so direct and so simplistic, that moment was almost like its own little piece of art. I've never heard anybody do that before. Not like that, not to that degree. So I think because of how he kind of sets things up and because of how he kind of puts stuff together, he doesn't get his just due. So when I was 
So when I was listening to when I was listening to the album and I was kind of going through it, I was kind of expecting this one to be a little bit more in depth simply because that's how he was portraying it. That's how he was describing it. That's what he was telling people in the interviews, so forth and so on, where he was being, he was like, look, I've given y'all simplicity. I've given y'all obscurity. I've given y'all money talk, but I'm going to give this one a little bit for myself. And I think he did that successfully. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of ratchetness without intricate style. He does some really interesting things with um, layering kind of the trap music with some other genres that I think a lot of artists could really learn from or even benefit from copying. So, having listened to it, I think it's one of uh, my favorite projects I've heard this year. Not my favorite, but I'm definitely going to revisit it on numerous occasions because he says some stuff in there that I wasn't expecting. I didn't anticipate, but I certainly do appreciate it. So shout out to him. Yo, what's going on? It's Zid Raw, Z-I-D-R-A-W on most channels. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the work. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing a lot of kind of discussion about Random topics, stuff that interests me, anime stuff, video game stuff, especially some rap and hip hop stuff. And I was listening to a lot of music today, you know, thankfully. And all I was thinking about is like, man, the work. I have work that I need to put out. I've got work that I need to produce. I have things that I need to work on. And... I was thinking about what I wanted to do this weekend. I have I have one project that's for all intents and purposes done. It just doesn't have any cover art. I've just been sitting on it for a while. It's just a beat tape that I'm very proud of. And it really kind of meshes with the anime otaku thing that I've been uh, kind of going for. It was like one of the last proper projects that I made before my old computer died and uh, I'm really thrilled about it it's mixing the music from round the one half and turning them into some pretty chill beats for ink and high is what the project is called so I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched about it got the music just sitting in my drive I need to put it on Bandcamp, which is going to be the slow upload and in addition to that, I need to finish the cover art, which I think I kind of have it in my head how I'm going to do the cover art. I was going to do something a little bit artistic in terms of like drawing, maybe work with a, an artist, but I'm thinking that I may do something a little bit more photo mesh, kind of what I've been messing around with on my Instagram. Uh, I've been posting a couple of images from some of the hip-hop mixes that I did in the past where I mixed video games with... I mixed video games... So hold on one second, y'all. Some craziness is going on in my area. Wow. I think there was... 
car that's stalled or there's an accident or something. And uh, they kind of had to like put the cop car behind them so that nothing happened to the car. Yeah, there was an accident. Uh, hope everybody is okay. So, anyway, I was going to do, I've been doing a lot of photo manips of kind of merging hip-hop album covers with uh, some video game stuff. Like I had one where I took um, public service announcement and I put it over the Mario beat. I took Buried Alive by Logic and I mixed it with the Final Fantasy VII fanfare. And then I I mashed up the covers, you know, pretty successfully using GIMP which is the free Photoshop for those of you who don't know. And for those of you in the know, you know what I'm saying. So I think I may go with that just because that's kind of, that's kind of where my skill set is at the moment, what I've been putting a lot of effort and energy into. And I feel as if, I feel as if I'll be pretty successful in regards to stuff like that. So I'm going to focus on that, I'm pretty sure, when it comes to... I'm going to focus on that, I'm pretty sure, when it comes to uh, what I want to do for this next upcoming mixtape, or beat tape. I think I'm going to really kind of focus in on just making one good image for the freaking high. I don't want to talk too much about what the image is, but I have an an image in my head, which I don't know if it's going to work because I can't find the original contextualized image that already exists. Like if I'm going to do a photo mashup, I can't do what I did before and mash the anime stuff onto an album cover because there is no album cover. So... I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty enthused about making this beat tape just for the simple fact that this is gonna be the first beat beat tape that I fully released under the Zidron name. I'm trying to make sure that it's interesting, I'm trying to make sure that it's not like too much stuff. Cause I think the way the world is going, like we just want smaller we want smaller, shorter projects, especially from unknown artists, but even from known artists. If I see something and I find out that it's 13, 14 tracks long, I get kind of PO'd because I'm just like, I don't have the time. I legitimately want to be able to consume it in one go, but I'm doing so many things in my life. Like, if I just set it and forget it, okay, it's kind of forgettable, but I'll listen to it all but I won't be paying attention because I'm multitasking. If I'm gonna focus in on something, man, seven to 10 tracks is kind of kind of ideal. So I feel like that's kind of what's going on. That with, my, with this particular beat tape, I think I have about four or five songs and like that's it. Uh, four solid, definitely. Five, definitely. Uh, probably. I'm probably gonna merge a couple of uh, intros into like, so it just flows seamlessly into the same song, and that's basically how it's gonna go down. Like, I have no intention of overwhelming people with too much stuff. I don't think that's the way to go, right now. 
So that's kind of my plans. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of like just putting it together this weekend and just seeing about getting it out because I think that that's gonna give the best end of user experience if I just take a weekend and just focus on finishing it, putting it up, making sure that I can upload it to Bandcamp easily. I'll have to see the file type in order for it to be on Bandcamp to make sure that it'll translate on there, but it should it should be okay once once I kind of get things going. And then I'll just put it up and I'll just I'll just have that available for listen. And anybody on here that likes anime, that likes Rama One Half, that just likes dope beats, uh, you can play it in your car. It should sound pretty good. That's kind of what I aim for. Sounding good on decent systems, but you know, some of it is going to be different. Some of it's going to be the same. I just hope that it's uh, it's fun and enjoyable. I'm certainly happy to be able to upload this because the whole point of me even discussing this is I was thinking about the work, man, like so much energy when you're trying to get on is spent on just waiting to get home so you can just do the shit that you want to do. You have no idea how much time and energy I spend finding moments in between moments to where I can actually work on what I want to work on. It's, it's a lot and it's tiring and all the greats do it. So I'm definitely doing that, but man, it is not the, the best look. It is hard. It is tough to do, but I'm, I'm putting in that energy and I'm putting in that effort as best as I possibly know how. So that's really what I'm hoping to, to do because I have way much more that I want to offer. I want to do more otaku beats. I want to do more stuff that really validates with the lane I'm coming from. And I have this crazy urge to just snap. Like I've been writing rhymes. I've been putting things together. Um, I have stuff just ready to go. I want to do some fucking like crazy shit where I'm just going to go off just because I feel like it's time. It's past time. I just want to put out more stuff. I want to go fucking 180 degrees deep into the, the, the most off-center, random, ridiculous, like put myself in the shoes of the person that I am, the otaku, Zidraw, Z-I-D-R-A-W-V, because I have a lot to give. I just have so many ideas. I have so many just like creative explosions going off in my brain all the time that all I want to do is share, you know, maybe make someone else's day good, but it's the awareness. It's putting stuff out. That's why I like talking to you guys just about podcasts in general, because it's fun. I can kind of just sit and discuss Final Fantasy 12 for freaking like 40 minutes and it's all relevant. You know, I can sit and I can talk about any of those shows, Cowboy Bebop, anything that I cared about growing up and any of the new stuff that's out now, like Konosuba and this other show, which I'm trying to watch. So stay tuned, stay with me. I love all you guys. I hope you guys are having great times. Uh, you know, Zid Raw, Otaku Beef. Yo, what's going on? It's Z-I-D-R-A-Double-V. Hope everybody is having a great night. I think I'm going to do one last topic for the day just because, just because. I was just messing around with these new programs that my cousin told me to download uh, where I can kind of do the beat sessions in the way that I've been wanting to do for a while. And the learning curve is high so (laughs) this is like my my break essentially in between me kind of going back and working on it for another hour before I watch some anime and go to sleep so 
I was just thinking about how crazy when it came to RPGs, right? For those of you who don't know, RPGs are my favorite video game types, period. I love the world building, character creation, storytelling. I love sinking myself into a long story because when they catch you just right, you have endless hours of novel entertainment, meaning that each moment feels like it gradually gets newer and newer and newer. RPGs are dope. I love them. I've been a big fan for years. So I think people kind of break them down into different ages where the inception where there were some RPGs on the original Nintendo. Well, really, I mean, the inception is tabletop games, Dungeons and Dragons, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people say that the Super Nintendo is the golden age. I guess if we're going to go by golden age, meaning this is the first set of RPGs around, then yeah. And so that means that PlayStation is the Silver Age, but maybe it's like PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. And the reason I'm saying that is because I really wanted to talk about PlayStation 2 and how many crazy good RPGs there were. It's like PlayStation 2 reminds me a lot of Marvel Comics when Chris Claremont took over doing a lot of the X-Men books. Now, I'm just saying this for like historical purposes but because I never was like uh, an X-Men fan at that time or a comic book fan at that time I watched the cartoon you know but I didn't read comics like that until I was like a freshman in high school and I went back and you know you learn the history and Chris Claremont really popularized X-Men made it a, a noteworthy book in the, in the 80s and 90s and really got comic books almost like at its zenith like that was the peak where it was just tons of comics tons of comics they were super popular they were selling out everybody wanted in and i'm assuming as the popularity of said comics branched out you had the explosion of the different labels with image and um other labels that i just don't know but they were doing really well so I think about that, and that's what I feel like the PlayStation 2 was, where it was this explosion where there was no real competition when it came to the majority of games. Like, there was a Nintendo 64, but it didn't have the spread that PlayStation have. It didn't have Japan. It was too hard to design games for it. They were still making console games. This is before discs. And eventually now all the games are going to be, you know, digital and everything. But all of the RPGs came out on the PlayStation 2. Nintendo 64 and then eventually the Xbox had none. I'm literally just going to sit here in a second and rattle off all the amazing RPGs that I played on the PlayStation 2 with a couple of quick thoughts because there's just so many. The only RPG that came out on Nintendo 64 that I waited for forever before I bought my PlayStation 2 was Quest 64. And that bullshit was terrible. It was terrible. 
There were no RPGs in Nintendo 64. There was a strategy ogre battle, 64, which is just a classic strategy RPG game. But PlayStation 2, man, so many great games. I'm about to tickle your nostalgia bone. Stick with me, Zid Raw. For those of you listening live, that was Final Fantasy X to Xanarkand, which is the very memorable, very melodic and beautiful piano medley that Nobuo Uematsu created. Uh, Some of his later music before he basically parted ways and went to uh, work on a couple of different games with some other individuals. I think he was working on... One for the Xbox 360. He may have been on Blue Dragon. I'm not really sure. But Final Fantasy X obviously is the one that kind of kicked things off. That was the one where when I bought my PlayStation 2, that was the game that I had to get. Obviously, the first game that I had for the PlayStation 2 was Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I got my PlayStation 2 a little bit later than when it originally came out. Kingdom Hearts, another amazing RPG, but then I went back and I played Final Fantasy X just because it's an amazing game. Obviously, you have to play the new Final Fantasy when it comes out, hence Final Fantasy XII, an amazing game which I've talked about before. But here's a couple that you may or may have not played. There was Radiata Stories, or no, Radiant Historic history shit i can't remember what it's called it's i think it's radiata stories that was a very interesting game where the combat was kind of open the story was kind of heavy considering how cartoony everything looked but the gameplay flowed really well it had amazing music i want to say it was a spiritual successor to um eternal sonata but i may be i may be bugging Eternal Sonata was the Xbox 360 game. Spiritual successor to... What's the other music game that came out for the PlayStation? I can't recall. So, amateurish as that sounds. Just know that this was a really dope RPG. It was one of the last ones that I played on the console just because the PlayStation 2 was on its way out. Xbox 360 was here. We're waiting on what's PlayStation going to do next. They came out with a PS3, which was only semi-successful, and the Xbox 360 started pulling in a lot of the RPGs. Um, but on the PlayStation 2, there were still a lot of classics. There was the Tales game. There was Tales of the Abyss, which I played some of. There was um, a couple of Tales games which were, were not the high-quality version that you would anticipate but they were still pretty dope one of the ones I really played and really liked was Suikoden 3 it was one of those ones where the gameplay was kind of shitty in that it was a little bit unnecessarily complicated it had random strategic elements in it like the Suikoden names do where they have the battle modes where you have to do some strategizing on a bigger battlefield but what I loved about the Suikoden 3 game is the story was very dense. It's one of the things that a lot of RPGs try and do, but they don't, they're not really successful at. Whereas 
they try and add a lot of stuff to give it weight, but instead it comes across as convoluted, bloated, uh, scattered, unfocused. Suikoden 3 picks three very main focal points, but then it dives deep on those points to give it depth as opposed to this broad swaths of like sparsity that comes with a lot of like storytelling like that. Um, it really felt like a novelization or a video game video gameization of a novel where you had the different character perspectives. I really liked it. I thought it was one of the better games on the console and I kind of wish I still had it. I used to have it back in the day where I could just go in and and play it through. But you know, all those good memories. They were they were good times. It was a really really amazing game. There were actually so many good RPGs on the PlayStation 2. Um, one of the ones that was really long and spacious, or I probably won't get into too much detail, was um, Rogue Galaxy. That game was something else, for real though. Speaking of Rogue Galaxy, if you're listening live, that was from Rogue Galaxy. I keep encouraging everybody to listen live because it's so much fun how I can play a couple of snippets of songs that tell good memories and tell good stories. Like I'm making my attempt to do. Um, On Otaku Beef, I just want to talk about all the nerd stuff, the geek stuff, the hip-hop stuff, the cool stuff, everything that interests me at the time hopefully i can get some miniature movie reviews in here for you guys or not really reviews just my impressions um i'm not really an expert when it comes to film i know a good amount about storytelling but that's just because i studied it for a while but that's beside the point so rogue galaxy was a really fun game but it was a little bit too daunting It was like the grind in Rogue Galaxy was very apparent simply for the fact that everything was very spaced out. Dungeons were very, very long. Town structures were very, very like spacious and wide. And the the characters in the enemies you were fighting were just a couple of levels up. More I felt than they needed to be to kind of coast through the game comfortably. Um, some people, I'm sure, liked it, considered it a challenge. I found it to be a little bit tedious, not hard, just, you know, taking some extra time. Still, it was a pretty dope game when you're just like, what RPG can I play next? Because there were so many. Another good one was Grandia 2, which... The first Grandia I also had on the PlayStation. I never finished it. I still have it on my shelf. It's very long-winded grindy like when i went back and played final fantasy 4 on the ds every two steps and a random encounter that random encounters let uncle zig come in and tell you kids about random encounters random encounters are where you don't see the enemies on screen so when you're walking in whatever is considered to be the enemy outdoor territory The screen will fade out, transport you to another screen where you actually have the battle. And the reason they did that is because the old gaming systems didn't really have the processing power to have 
full RPG battles to a large dynamic degree and have the world map on screen at the same time. So what they needed was a way where they could have a whole separate environment where they could do the battles and then they would transport you back to the world map and you never knew when the battle was going to happen or when the enemies were going to attack, hence random encounters. So Final Fantasy IV, if you've played it on your DS, your 3DS, so many random encounters, it's just exhausting. You take five feet in a dungeon, like there's a fight all the time. And it's cool and everything and it's fun because you're used to it, but sometimes you just want to go. And that's why Chrono Trigger is amazing just for the simple fact that the enemies were on screen on the Super Nintendo, right? Freaking ahead of their time. Final Fantasy XII thankfully got us away from random encounters. Final Fantasy XIII is the game that shall not be named. Fourteen, keeping it moving. So yeah, that was a really cool thing that I liked about those games. But other games had like Grandia 2, the random encounters, and the ones in Grandia 1 were just out of control. Um... And then there was the, the games I thought they were like RPG adjacent, like Odin Sphere, like Eco, like Shadow of the Fucking Colossus, that adventure story, holy moly. PlayStation 2 just had so many, so many great games, so many great vehicles, and I really hope everybody was able to experience some of those. If you didn't, try to get an old PlayStation 2. If you can't, get an emulator, get the uh, ones you can buy. Get the ones on um, the PlayStation Store. Get as many games as you can get. You can probably find one at like an anime conference or whatever. There's a way where you can play the games that you want. We're, we're living in the best times of our life. They have a lot of them on Steam. It's just... It was a really fun time. And I just wanted to show a little love for the PS2 era when it came to RPGs. Zidraw. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, my name is Zid Raw, Z-I-D-R-A-W. Find me on all the different social network channels as I continue to make my journey as an aspiring rapper, an aspiring otaku, and an aspiring human being. You can find me on Instagram at Zid Raw the Wizard, or you can follow me on Twitter at the Zid Raw. I'm also on Snapchat at Zid Raw. Look out as I try to escape from my mortal enemy because yes he's coming so thank you so much for listening as always i hope you guys are heading toward your dreams i feel it's very imperative that if no one else is telling you at least i can tell you to go and chase what you're wanting to do find your 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 peace and find your serenity and the way you find serenity is because you are happy with the uh, actions that you're taking you chase your dreams, you find serenity. And that serenity, you can generate peace. And with that peace, you create love. You give that love to other people. They can try to chase their dreams the same way I try and give it to you so that you guys can find serenity. And the reason that you chase your dreams is not necessarily because you're going to catch them, but because when you go after them, you're going to end up in the arena of the place that you want to be you're going to end up maybe next to the next to the thing you thought you were going to do but you're going to be in that environment and you're going to be exponentially happier so i hope everybody just
takes what I'm saying, you know, with a, with a drop of plum juice and just goes after it. Do what you want. Don't let anybody tell you no. Friends or foe. Just go after what you want. Z-I-D, R-I-V-V. I love you guys. Have a great, great, great evening and peep in next time. Yeah.